0: Welcome back everybody to Found in Prague. Tonight we are actually starting a new topic and the topic is friendship and so we're going to be discussing a little bit about how to have um, or maybe what it's like to have a long distance friendship. Um, I think those who are on this podcast tonight have all experienced that and have had different um, experiences with it and how to be friends with people with different beliefs and tonight we also wanted to start with a, a pretty good question that I think probably most young people wonder in their lives which is can guys and girls be just friends like nothing more than just friends. And so we were kind of just talking a little bit before about that. And so I kind of wanted to start with it and just see what you guys thought. Can guys and girls be just friends?
1: Thoughts? <laughs> Is that your answer? I don't know. This was your
0: question, <laughs> was Amy.
2: It? Oh my goodness. I asked the question for a reason. Oh. I think personally, it's very situational. Because just to say, can guys and girls be friends? Well, yes. But I think there are situations when you're younger and you're both single. And if you take out all the extra things of like, well, what if this and this? this?" But if you're just two single people, I guess is more of a question of could you just be friends? I don't know what I would say to that. I have a lot of guy friends, but I've also been in a lot of situations where the guy caught feelings and then it got awkward. And I was like, oh, I have to back out of this because now I don't know what to do. So I've experienced both but I'm always sad when I lose guy friends because they catch me. <laughs> so that's my answer. Yeah, I think I
1: think it's about right uh, what you said. I personally think that there could be girls and boys could be friends. But as as you described earlier, there there the line is is very thin and sometimes people interpret things differently right so either maybe you really establish the line up front and you say you know like our relationships is just friendship and but it gets really awkward when you do that you know it's it's a bit kind of artificial thing to do also so i guess if you're really afraid of somebody or both of you, or one of us uh, getting into, like, feelings later, you should, you should think that it's possible, even if both of you, when you start your friendship, say, well, never, I would never, you know, whatever, everything can happen, and you need to understand that, but you also with this understanding you need to move forward and it could end up in a really great relationship and it also could end up in somebody getting feelings for the other person. And I think you, if you kind of believe in that and you strive for these relationships, you need to understand that it could happen. That's that's what I would say.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think that it's very situational and very dependent on how you move forward with different things as well i think i've had i've had one friend that was a guy and we've just always just been friends and that's it and i think that would never change but i think that that's yeah very situational and i think it's also different too. like like amy said if you're both single there's always that possibility if you have friends that you know of the opposite gender and maybe you're in a relationship or dating someone, that changes the dynamic as well. So I think that, that that's a factor in that too that can kind of change things. And maybe then you can be just friends, obviously, because you're already in a relationship. Of course, you have to be like careful about how, how you go about those friendships when you're in a relationship with someone. I don't know. I think I would, I would say it's rare, <laughs> but it can happen that's my kind of take on that is that it's it, it's a rare occurrence to just solely just where both of you would not end up catching feelings but it can happen
1: I yeah me also I, I had girls friends but there was was a few factors in that um first one was uh the external kind of how other people looked at us and if it was in a church setting especially in the church I was going uh, before. It was really like you couldn't do that. They would assume it's dating or yeah. it's something serious, which was really sad because like it was a really, really good friendship. Outside of church, I had also uh, really good friends, girls, um, for, for example, a university. And I, I would describe it like none of us had feelings to each other. Uh, and it was a really good friendship and we really like shared a lot and we talked a lot but also the factor was most of uh, my university your
0: peers my
1: peers were girls also Mm -hmm. so it's kind of so was that obvious situation yeah a little yeah, bit well. yeah this is a bit situational right like of course we we had a really good relationship with guys but we were only like a few guys percentage wise it was like 98 percent girls and like two percent guys so uh, it um, was unavoidable in that terms um but it also really depends on a person itself uh it depends on your kind of mentality and what you're looking for in life and i think Um, there are like types of people that are more inclined into kind of having friendships with girls and they are fine with it Mm -hmm. like and and the other types are probably kind of turning into more masculine you know only guys relationships and Mm -hmm. and they build on it kind of in life so yeah from from personal experience yes it's possible uh, also, one other thing was, for example, it, it really depends on, for example, your future wife, uh, if she or yeah. husband, if she doesn't like these things, yeah, you'll have to stop it, even though there is nothing for, or you you might need to stop it, yeah, just just not just to create respect, a, for respect. For yeah, your, yeah.
0: The, for the person that you're with, yeah. Yes,
1: so that's kind of other kind of external factor that you might factor in Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's definitely just different dynamics that you kind of just have to learn to navigate and just thinking about yeah for myself i i would say i was always drawn towards like i liked spending time with the guys one there was always less drama Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um two i don't know it was just it was just more like I'm very much of like a, I like to play sports or or do something physical. And that's oftentimes what, like, especially growing up as a kid, like all the guys would just go out and like play football or something. Whereas the girls were going through different, you know, maybe emotional things and, and it just didn't draw me. And so I was, you know, I think to a certain extent on like a very surface level basis, I had maybe more of just a lot of acquaintances like guy acquaintances that, maybe it was different than like friends like where it was like a deep friendship you know but I really enjoyed having guys who were acquaintances like f- acquaintance friends if you will <laughs> call call them that but it, it was kind of just making me think too about how um, maybe what's what are some differences between like friends and acquaintances and how we equate that in today's society because I know Alex was saying earlier how you know you can be on Facebook and have like 300 friends, but are you actually friends with every single person that is on there? I mean, you go back just a 100 years and you only knew the people that you knew and you didn't have this wide range of meeting people all the time from all over the world and making these acquaintances or friends and then leaving and all these different things. And so kind of just, yeah, how do you navigate maybe – having acquaintances, having friends or friends shifting or changing in your life. Um, just kind of thinking about that. And maybe some of you guys listening have also wondered, like, is this person a friend? Are they acquaintance? Like, should I pursue a deeper friendship with this person? I think I've had that thought sometimes as well um, with, I think, especially in the international community. So the those who are on this podcast right now, we're all from a different nation and we're in Prague. And so being in the international community it's changing often and I think that sometimes you have to actually almost think through who do I want to be friends with because it's hard to have that shifting of acquaintances um but I don't know I was just curious what your guys' thoughts were on that
2: Uh, yeah I was just thinking through the different friends that I've made in different situations and I remember this one, this one guy that you know helped um, define the fact that guys and girls could be friends. We we were really good friends, and we still are today. And he was a bit um, elusive and very, he was very uh, eccentric, and I never quite knew what he was thinking. And as a joke, one day I asked him, like, "Hey, like we're friends, right?" And he responded with, "If you have to ask, then you know your answer." And so I was like, okay, well, I determined from this day forward that we're friends. And so for some reason that always rings in my head, like if I'm trying to decide if I consider someone a friend or an acquaintance. And it's like, if you have to think about it and you aren't, you know, aren't sure, then you might want to do something to, you know, make your decision. And I don't know if that makes sense, but... I don't know. That question always rings through my head and I'm always like, why? Like, why do I have to question every single friendship of like, do they actually consider me a friend or am I just an acquaintance? But I think, yeah, I'm very much, I like to put everything is, everything is situational because then I don't have to put black and white lines on everything of this is how it has to be (laughs) because then, you know, it gives it room for change. But yeah, I personally think that with all the friends you have on Facebook, like, I would say probably 90% of them end up just being acquaintances. At least for me, I'm very much a quality over quantity kind of person. And so I'm very selective when I choose to be friends, like, long-term with someone.
0: So, yes, that's a situational thing. I think it's also interesting to see the differences in cultures and how different cultures make friends so for instance so I'm an American and Americans are very outgoing for the most part and also everybody is quote your friend like you meet somebody at a party and they're like oh this is my friend Da da. da, 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 da. And so it's, it's a very loose term, I would say, in American culture where you can have so many quote unquote friends, but they're more so acquaintances. And when I first moved here, I was to, to the Czech Republic. I was really intrigued by the way that people are friends, Czech people are friends. So I have a, a good buddy here and he has been best friends with his, his friend group since he was like four years old and they grew up together. They're still friends. They've been friends for life. And that's really, I feel like not the cult, the American culture. You don't have like many like friends for like life, life. Like it's, I don't know. I feel like it, it shifts a lot. That's my perspective. There's probably again, situational things that are different, but there there's a, a difference here where you have less like you would just call them acquaintances. You wouldn't call them friends like here in the Czech Republic. The The people that you call friends, you are very close to and like you're close to them for, for life. At least that's kind of the the people that I've met here in the Czech Republic and what I've seen that there is a pretty big difference in what you consider a friend. And that was really interesting for me to kind of gain that perspective. I really appreciate that side actually of of Czechs and, and of how – Czech people are is once you're in you're in I mean you you will be friends for a very long time I've seen that over and over and over again um with the Czechs that I know so I I find that really intriguing but I don't know I think it's interesting just the different culture so where you are in the world might also change your perspective on friendship and how it works
1: I think it's um what you were talking about is a little bit about people communication, not maybe friendship specifically. And uh, I think in general, um, Americans are more, or they're trying to build an outward kind of facing happy like lifestyle kind of if I, I don't know if it makes sense but they would smile to you will, will say hi right mm-hmm. hi how are you doesn't mean anything right it, yep. it took me some time to understand that <laughs> so i was trying to really answer uh, every american that would ask me hi how are you and i was like going for a few minutes trying to explain how my life is going <clears throat> and and also smiling thing is it's it's very american because uh, for example russians wouldn't smile to you and wouldn't ask you how are you not really wanting to know how are you doing and and this uh i don't think it's it's about the friendship and and the thing you said that um uh growing up together as a friends and being friends for life is not a u.s thing but i really think there are groups in u.s that you know grew up together or people that grew up together from i don't know school high school whatever and they're really good friends, it just really depends on if you are uh, traveling a lot, you know, if if you moved somewhere, B- because, uh, just, just my example, like, I, I had really, I grown up with, and I, while I was growing up, I had a lot of good friends, but then I moved, and it changed everything completely, so I couldn't be friends with him, because we're just different parts of the world, right, and, I mean, we tried to keep up the relationship on, on a distance, but then I moved again. So it, it's it might happen. You will still be friends with the guy you met in a kid- kindergarten, and for some reason you will stick up together. But that just makes it really hard when you move to keep up, and especially if you're changing as a person. Then you don't have this connection and eye-to-eye kind of friendship that helps you do this lifetime friendships right so i don't think you can classify all american people no uh, i
0: mean of course you can't i think it's a generalization though like i would say i personally know so many americans who aren't friends with their childhood friends regardless of whether mm. they moved or not yeah and but it is a huge generalization that is true i mean my mom has been best friends with her college roommate for her entire adult life and they've lived in different states the entire like almost the entire time my mom lives in Arizona and her best friend lives in Minnesota and we grew up you know calling her kids cousins and I when I see them like it's so fun to see them and but we're we're not super close their kids but my mom and her they have been friends for all these years from doing a long distance friendship and it's been amazing to watch they they write each other letters they'll call They're not they go through seasons where they don't talk for a long time. But then when they see each other, it's just like nothing ever happened. And then sometimes they're talking all the time. So it just kind of just depends, I think, on. Yeah, the situation. But I would say I'm going to stick to that. I think in general, I've seen a lot of that anyways, in the differences between like Czech culture and like American culture.
1: I'll have to trust you on that. I never yeah. li- lived <laughs> as that's long fair, as that's you fair, that's fair. in the U.S. So.
0: I, w- you ha- I was going to say, you haven't lived as long as yeah. me. <laughs> but yes. That I did, fair. but not in the U.S. <laughs> not in the U.S. Yeah.
1: Also really depends, like, what you what is your lifestyle? Uh, because, again, as I said, when you move from place to place really often, it's really hard to kind of create these connections. Yeah. And um, I would really love to, for example, have my friends that I left in different city, kind of, to to continue this relationship because we were really close. And I think we discussed on one of the first podcasts that it's it's a connection you cannot replicate and you cannot build while you're grown up. I think Uh, it's a very rare. It, th- there might happen a very rare—not um, ex- it's not exemption, but
0: occurrence.
1: Yeah, when when you will meet a person and you like click together and we will be friends, you know. But uh, it, it's a ver- it's more a rare thing yeah. than an an, an usual thing. Yeah. But when you are growing up as, as small kids and if you don't move, you know, and you're somewhere close, it is there is more possibilities that this relationship probably will stick together longer kind of yeah so that's just uh,
2: yeah yeah i come from a smaller city miranda would argue with me on that and say it's actually a town um and my mom has two best friends that they've been best friends since i don't even know how long like and they're in their 40s late 40s now and so probably like 30 years or you know 40 years they've all been friends together this long but, yeah, they all live in the same city still. And they've had patches where, you know, someone left and then came back. But the three of them are, like, super, super close. And, yeah, I think I agree with that. When, you're, when you grow up, you have this, like, different kind of bond that you create with those people because it's just – it's your formative years and that's – like, you don't really think of, you know, oh, if I move away, like, will this friendship last? You're just like, this is my friend and we're going to be best friends and we're going to, you know – I'm gonna try and hang out whenever we can and but yeah if you are moving around a lot like I would say I probably have one good friend still in my hometown because I've been gone for like the last six years and yeah they're they are difficult to maintain unless you are super intentional and really put in the effort to make it work but it's still there's a lot of changes that take place when you're gone from somewhere for so long so
0: And this kind of goes into, I mean, we're really talking about, uh, yeah, that lifestyle of are we're, we're bringing our lifestyle into this discussion about friendships, because, again, those who are on this podcast currently, we've all moved from different places. So we have a certain lifestyle and perspective on friendships um, that maybe is different from somebody who stays in, in one city or one town their whole life. Um, they might have a different perspective on on that friendship on that view of perspective of friendship but I I definitely think I've had to personally in my life many times stop and think okay this friendship was for this season and that's really hard sometimes because um, you know you might really develop a, a really strong connection with someone And then you think, oh, it's gonna, you know, (laughs) go really well. Like once we're apart, and I think probably a lot of people listening who are in the international international community have experienced this, where you think, okay, you know, we have like this strong bond, and then um, you leave or or they leave, and it's it's just hard. It's just plain old hard (laughs) to to keep it up. Um, And I think you know there have been moments where I thought, okay, like. I need to put in the effort because I want to, and I value this friendship and this relationship, and so I need to put in the efforts to communicate, and that has been a huge growing point for me. Anybody who knows me knows that I struggle with communication over devices, <laughs> so like anything that do with texting or messages, um, people will be like, Miranda, you didn't check your messages for like two weeks. <laughs> but I think I've slowly had to just grow and like learn, okay, like if I really value, like for instance, my siblings and I were really, really good friends. When I first left, uh, I don't think we talked for like three months, three or four months, something like that, like a ridiculous amount of time. And then now like we've put in the effort to actually talk or just catch up real quick. Like I think even Amy and I were talking about this recently. And this is going a little bit into long distance friendships and maybe how to do them. But we were just talking the, the other day of how we think a lot of times you think in your mind that you need to set aside like a big chunk of time to talk with this person and catch up. And I don't know, Amy, like if you wanted to share like how you've kind of like shifted your mindset in that a little bit, like with some of your long distance friendships,
2: Yeah, because if you are always trying to like carve out an hour or two hours, like sometimes it seems like such a long time to like, oh, I have to have two hours in order to talk to this person or get everything, say everything that we've missed, (laughs) every little detail. But it actually started to shift with my younger brother because I'm super close with him as well. He also didn't talk to me for like three or four months one time when I left, but that was because he was mad at me (laughs) and he didn't tell me. I was very confused. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, but we're super close again and he, but he works a lot. And so I would just call him randomly on his work breaks and he'd have like a 15 minute work break. He'd go set out in his car and we would just chat about the most random things, but it helped keep our friendship um, and communication lines open. And I think that kind of helped shift my mindset of, you don't always need to have a huge, long catch up time. Like I am, totally okay if any one of my friends on any given day just called me in for like five minutes and was like yo what are you doing today oh that sounds like so much fun hey you know just I was thinking of you I wanted to say hi and so it's something that's challenged me like I want to do that more with my friendships because I feel like it's a more achievable thing especially with like time zones and different like jobs and things that you're going through together but I think yeah taking the pressure off of having to have a set long time that you can each talk but also being intentional if those times arise where you can actually do that like don't don't neglect it but to take advantage of the small moments as well
0: Mm. I think that's so good because yeah I mean I definitely think like especially when it's when it's a a good friendship and a deep connection like there are going to be those times where you want to keep in touch and, and go deep with what's going on, you know, in your life and, and you don't want to neg- neglect that and you want to cultivate that space. But I also think that that's such a great perspective because I've, I've really struggled with that. I think over the years of, I think it's been sixteen six six years now for me of living abroad from, from my home. So just taking the time to, um, yeah, just do, do a quick call or, um, or a quick message just like, yeah, I think that that can really be a game changer in long distance f- friendships as well.
1: I think the important part is um both of you want to do that. Yeah. Because if one of you doesn't, then it will be more like a s- stocking, you know.
0: <laughs> you <have laughs> like, hey, to, how are you? Like, you, have uh, to be, my friends. you have to be past the point that Amy said where you're questioning, you know, if you're questioning <laughs> exactly, exactly, whether yeah. you're friends or not, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Communicate yeah. with the friends. Like, yes. hey, is it okay if I do this every now and then?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Because, for example, I had really good friends growing up, but then we, we have moved to different countries and. Back then, uh, technology wasn't as widespread, and it actually really helps now, right? Like it's really easy to do it right now. Everyone has a phone with him, twenty four seven, basically. Back then, if you would want to communicate, you'll have to either send a physical letter or maybe an email. At that point, which I miss <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> I you have can to, still I do have it.
0: so many. I had so many pen pals when I was younger. It was so fun. You can write me when I leave. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, writing letters is is one thing but then it doesn't kind of keep you because when you're physically together there is something that kind of keeps you together and when you're just sending letters it really depends on what stages in life you're going through and that's kind of another thing there could be friends just as you mentioned like for some stages of your life and it's also fine uh, like to kind of get through some stage of life find find a person for whatever reason like you changed jobs and then you found a guy or a girl like you really like it was a really great time you know together or for example i had a really great guy friend in university right like we finished universities and then we kind of split both like our own ways and like we've messaged and seen each other since then and and, and friendship like went you know from i don't know hero to zero but we hope we both have respect for each yeah. other but we just know that this phase of our kind of lives has finished and there is no trying to pursue you know mm-hmm. and continue these things mm-hmm. so it's it really depends and it really depends on the person right but it's another thing to kind of really understand if another person really wants to pursue yeah. this uh, again also long uh Distant relationship it might not work for someone like it might work for you but not not for the other person and there is also like one other type of friendship i have it's a she's a missionary she's from u.s and like we had a really um uh, and, and she's much older than me i think like maybe 20 something years and we we had like very good friendship while she was in russia and i was also there but when we moved and she also moved back to u.s we probably text each other once a year but the text is very precious and like we both know it and i think if we meet again we we will be really good friends but again going with our lives right now different continents different time zones you know different lifestyles whatever it's like we're still friends and we know that and we don't communicate often but like if we meet we will still be really good friends so there are kind of different types of friendships you can build
0: no i think that's so true because i would even say like my best friend from when i was growing up like she and i haven't talked in probably over a year honestly but it's it's that knowing and it's i think it's when you've cultivated something that you're confident in
2: when you're no longer questioning when you're no longer
0: questioning it and so that can either look like what Amy and I just talked about like whether it's just calling you know randomly here and there that's kind of how my relationship is with my brother and sister or that confidence in knowing we can go a long time without communicating and that doesn't hinder our respect for each other the foundations that were laid the ability to communicate later on of like, what's been happening and and actually champion each other, you know, I think of how, when we do talk, like my, my best friend from childhood, when we do talk, it's like, we can still champion each other of like, what has been going on, you know, like, wow, okay, like, you've been married now for three years, and you have a kid now. And like, this is so amazing that you're doing these things. And I think that, it's because we cultivated something, you know, when we were kids, we, we called each other every single day and talked about how our time with God was like every day we talked on the phone for two hours. And so we have that cultivation. And so I think that sustained the long, the long times as well. So I think there is that those differences in, the in how to do a long distance relationship that there probably isn't like one way that's right, but I think there's different, areas and like you said depending on how you like what you guys decide like hey how will this go and then sometimes it, it doesn't go that way either <laughs> and you just have to have grace for for each other and your friendships and just choose to to love each other i think still and i just love how you know there's a lot of examples of friendship in in the bible as well i think jonathan and david is a really interesting example of friendship because they really went to went to war for each other, went to to bat for each other. And, you know, God talks a lot about friendship in the Bible about how there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother and even just the example of Christ being our friend, I love in John, in the book of John in the Bible. Jesus starts praying for his disciples to the father. And I had never thought of it in this context or this way before, but one day I was reading through John and it just hit me. I think it's John 16 or 17. Correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) but it's either John 16 or 17 and he starts praying for them. And I just pictured, I just had this realization. These guys were Jesus's friends they were his like his friends they were his his comrades you know they had been through a lot together and when he's praying for them he has this heartfelt prayer to the father for them about after he's going to he's going to leave them and he was going to go away and he's just praying for them and it's such a beautiful prayer and i really think it shows the heart of god for friendship Um, so I think to anybody listening if you really want to see like what God's heart is for friendship I would totally recommend reading yeah John 15 16 and 17 those three chapters are amazing on just really seeing God's heart for friendship and yeah I think that that's been really powerful to me as well in in seeing friendship from that perspective of Jesus actually Well, now I know for when I leave, Miranda,
2: I'll just randomly call you and send you letters and Alex, I'll send you a text once a year. So is that what, we're good with that. glad we figured that out, communicated before I left, you know. <laughs> I'm writing notes from all the long-distance relationship advice, you know. Mm-hmm. Friendships advice.
1: Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Very funny.
2: <laughs>
1: she wouldn't respond to your messages. She doesn't read them, so.
2: Miranda will
0: respond to me.
1: Oh, that's how it works. Nice. So now I know why she doesn't read my messages, but will read yours.
0: Oh dear, I've got myself into. Okay. I'm just digging my own grave yes, over here. Yes. Well, I okay. shouldn't have mentioned you this. You know, Alex.
2: Okay, if if yeah. uh, me and Miranda sent you messages, whose message would you respond to first? Both of you. No, first you can't answer to both at the same time.
1: I can. I'll just create a group and then.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Smart man over here.
2: You're supposed to say me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I won't be offended. <laughs> I probably I think, wouldn't I read your message till later anyway. Yes, so it's exactly. fine. Exactly. Alex would
2: respond and I would tell Miranda, this is what Alex said. And then you wouldn't have to respond to Miranda because, you know, I would have told her.
1: Yeah, what sometimes I have to do is send Miranda a message. She wouldn't respond and send you a message so so you I'm, can tell I'm Miranda. I'm trying to she, mitigate
0: this in my yeah. life. I've decided that um, I don't want to be known as the person that doesn't get back to things. So anybody new that I've met recently, like mm-hmm. hopefully they don't know yet that I am struggled with this in the past but
1: actually you can send us some some kind of a status if you're like away or if you're busy on a meeting i
0: actually have been wanting to do something like that yeah it's Mm -hmm.
1: helpful if you like really want to tell people you're like busy right now and Mm -hmm. you're not responding yes because i do respond sometimes even though i'm on a meeting and i'm busy which is probably a bad habit not a good thing
0: yeah but yep. yeah no that's so true
1: i think what we didn't talk about is uh how to kind of build friendships or how 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 do you enter this realm of you know finding a friend or being a friend mm-hmm. could be important skill <laughs> if it's a skill i don't think it's a skill
0: but uh, some of it's kind of a skill okay. i think there's skills involved in building a friendship i think it also depends on <laughs> whether you're an introvert or an extrovert <laughs> too. <laughs> I know I'm going to bring that up, it, but.
1: go for it. it no. <laughs>
0: no, I definitely think, um, I mean, there's, I think that like something that you had mentioned earlier, Alex was, I think there's a certain level of organic that happens when you're making a friend, right? That, okay obviously like you guys might have some things in common if you start talking and so then you might talk about those things that are in common and then you might start sharing stories from the past and then you get to know you have more context of that person and so i think that those are some skills right if you don't know how to ask questions <laughs> i think that sometimes that's that's harder to build a friendship you know if if you don't know how questions to ask so i think there's definitely some skills in that and I think listening as well is one of those really important skills to have as well. When, when you're seeking to build out a friendship, if somebody's telling you something about themselves and you're not paying attention (laughs) and then later on, you know, maybe they are thinking that you know that thing about them already, like that might be hard or they might take note that you noticed that you, like, I think I've seen this so many times to like where, Amy's remembered something super random that I've told her and then she'll like be like oh yeah because you like you know the red M&M's in the pack of M&M's that's not a real thing but and then we I have you an know, example
1: <laughs> right from today right you I have remember, a what we have an example from today oh yeah you remembered which
0: yeah Alex brought us all we you know like this same bakery and Alex bought us some some baked goods and he just got some random assortments and I knew which one Amy would probably want because hopefully I've listened and paid attention to, you know, the, the different things that, that she likes. So I think that, that listening is a huge skill in friendships and bu- building friendships as well. So I want, I'm curious, Alex, what do you think, like, how do you start or like build a friendship like what's your perspective on that
1: i never thought in these terms like i never went out there and it's like okay let me write down a list of what you need to build a friendship um it all happened pretty much naturally for me and i was when you were um describing things uh would be useful you know to to be in to having friends I was just looking or trying to remember all my friendships that kind of occurred in my life and um, I think one, one of the interesting kind of sides uh, in friendship and it's also in relationship in general is that you have to be really o- like open uh, or vulnerable or put yourself in a very vulnerable place to be really good friends with someone because usually uh, where this bondage happens between two people is when you kind of start opening yourself and discussing things that are really like make you personally vulnerable so if you can trust some someone else something that really kind of deeply puts you in a place where you you would be uncomfortable if he or she would you know spread these things around i think it's it's not that you're thinking about it you know and like going for finding a person then start randomly telling them all the vulnerable things you have and then you become best friends it's not how it happens but usually it's it's a good sign of fr- of a good friendship when you kind of discuss these things that really bother you and i think when it might also kind of happen this friendship when another person kind of agrees on your views mm-hmm. and kind of shares your pains you know and and thinks you're going through he's kind of going through with you and kind of helps you overcome some difficulties i think that's kind of one of the most probably things happening in my life so like how my friendship probably it's not that you know all of them some of them just happened on i don't know we met on a football field and just play football and then you know started talking or whatever and it's not the first thing of course that i would do but that's one of the important things i think that will help you kind of build this relationship that will last longer because it's some ground and foundation and yeah that's that's what were my thoughts while you were describing your kind of points
0: no well, i think that that's so true that to have i mean i think going off of even our our Podcast or discussion on on dating, there's some crossover on some of it about values that are really important to building deep friendships and healthy friendships. Not that you can't have a friendship where you have different beliefs, because I, I I really believe that you can, but I think that there is also a benefit to having friends that share the same beliefs. And I think you can have both of those. But, um, you know, if you only have friends who have different beliefs and values than what you have, it will be hard for you to, harder for you to hold on to, I think, some of those values. So um, I think especially like for me as a Christian, some of my Christian values maybe or beliefs in God, it would be really hard for me Uh, It would be harder for me to walk those out or live a lifestyle of those values if all my friends disagreed with those values. Not impossible, but just harder. And so I think that especially when you're finding somebody that you want to share your heart to or your life to, it is good to have friends that have those similar values that can kind of lift you up in, in maybe the harder times of life, too. And sometimes having people with different beliefs challenge you, which can be really good too, because maybe you need to be challenged on certain areas of your thinking. And it's nice to have somebody that's like, well, have you thought about this though? You know, like, have you had this perspective? Like my cousin and I, we have different beliefs on some things with religion and stuff, and we have the best time discussing them. And we can be like really good friends and, and have deep conversations and really share our hearts but we also value each other and value and just respect what each other believes. And so I think that you can have both of those and turn out doing all right. But I think it is important to have some friends that share your values as well.
2: Yeah, I agree with having some friends that actually are slightly different than your values. It really challenges your perspective or challenges why you believe what you believe. And I really appreciate this one friend that I have that, I've been able to express what I believe and he he has been really open and yeah, kind of like appreciated me being able to share my opinion on certain things and actually being able to challenge him as well. And we've been able to have some interesting conversations, but yeah, when it comes to something that's like maybe hard or something that is more involved with my beliefs or with maybe my family or church related things. Like he wouldn't be the friend that I would go to to share those kind of things. Cause we don't have that kind of mm-hmm. foundation built because of our different beliefs. And so, yeah, I think surrounding yourself with strong people that believe and have similar beliefs as you is really key to help you continue to grow and continue to move forward in those beliefs, but also have people, yeah, that challenge you and give you a different perspective. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I think if you think about it, right, a lot of times our friends are are the people that we go to for advice about something or, for, you know, maybe you're making a big decision in your life and you're wanting some outside perspective than just your mind, than just what you're seeing. And so I think knowing who you're going to go to, that you trust that person's opinion, that you trust their value, that they, you trust their heart, you know, those are some good things to think about when, when you're talking about friends that that you need that that perspective or that help with things in life. Like, I think that yeah, that's true. Though there are friends maybe that would have a different belief system than you and give you advice that would actually be harmful to what you're, the goal that you're trying to accomplish, right? Because again, we talked about one time how values often then help you create goals of where you're going in life. And so if you have different values, your goals will be different. And so the path that you take to your goal will also be different. And so I think that having friends that share those values will help you cultivate goals in your life that you're that that are good that are healthy that that you're wanting to go towards thank you all for listening to today's podcast if you guys liked what you heard please leave a review and a comment if you're listening on apple Podcasts or spotify this really helps other people find us and enjoy listening to all of our banter and hopefully discovering something you can also find us on social media platforms by looking up youth praha As always, feel free to send us an email at youthpraha at icprog.cz with any questions or if you'd just like to connect with us. We look forward to hearing from you.